Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Today we have a truly remarkable guest, Corby Mitleid. Corby's life story is a testament to the power of resilience and self-discovery. Despite coming from a medical family, Corby embracing her individuality and facing numerous challenges head-on. Her journey has taken her from Ivy League studies to overcoming breast cancer not once, but three times. And along the way, she has built a diverse and eclectic career. Now, as a full-time intuitive counselor and motivational speaker, Corby brings her wealth of experiences to help others. Her global clientele values her intuitive skills, which have been recognized in best-selling books. But what truly sets Corby apart is her grounded, relatable approach, reminding us that we all have the potential to achieve what she has. In today's episode, we dive into Corby's fascinating journey and her book, Clean Out Your Life Closet. This isn't your ordinary self-help book. It's about taking charge of your life and loving your journey. We'll explore how Corby's own experiences have shaped her writing and her insights into the world of psychic intuition. Her story is a powerful reminder that no matter what life throws our way, we can face it with strength, courage, and a bit of humor. So sit back, let's find out how to navigate life's challenges and turn them into opportunities for growth and empowerment. Thank you so much for joining me today, Corby. It's great to be here. Thank you for asking. Yes. And so we're going to be talking about your book here, Clean Out Your Life Closet. Now, my mentor, (laughs) when I first was working with her, this was uh, back in 2017, she says, I want you to clean out your closet. (laughs) Take out everything that doesn't align to you, the whoever, the woman that you want to become if it doesn't align to whatever's in your closet, get rid of it, donate it, you know, give it to a friend. And so I'm really curious about your book and because it's take charge of your life and love your journey. I love that because coming from a recovery journey, it was very challenging, but now six years sober, I'm way happier, (laughs) way happier. I I congratulate you. My mother was an alcoholic cross addicted with barbiturates and she was clean for nine before she died. And I know the journey that it is. So kudos to you, Gina. Oh, thank you. Now, I just want to know what actually inspired you to write a self-help book focused on empowering individuals and to take charge of their lives. 
Well, we all know self-help books. We've all bought them. In fact, I joke that I will give a hundred bucks cold cash to anybody who can literally say I have never bought or read one in my life. I remember the first one that I read when I was 13 back in 1968, which tells you how old I am. And I remember the first paragraph. Judy has a groovy wardrobe. Remember, this is the 60s. Her hair is fab and her makeup is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy's fat. In that first paragraph, hundreds of thousands of young American teenage girls were told, you are worthless if you don't look right. And that has been the toxin that most self-help books put out. Do everything I tell you and it all gets better. Well, I decided I wasn't going to do that. There were certain things that my clients have always asked me about, and the four keys are things like clarity, adaptability, simplicity, making friends with stress. So when I wrote my book, each chapter was, here's some of the dumb things I did. Maybe here's a client story, and here's a suggestion of what to do. But then I developed the adventure pages, which are ways that you can look at your own life and take the information and make it work. You can't just turn to page 82. So let's take the chapter, When Perfect Destroys Good. Where do you beat yourself up most often and why? Reimagine one of those times with the idea that good can triumph over perfect. What does it look like now? How would your life change if you stopped thinking perfection was the only correct response to a project or a situation? See, so anyone reading the book, no matter who they are, what their circumstances, they can take those questions, look at their own lives and change them in ways that make sense to them. Yeah. That's why that book is different from all the rest of them out there. You write it with me. Yes, I love that. And it reminds me of even my my listener's gift that I have, quote unquote, lead magnet, right? <laughs> Where I actually gave them like, Hey, actionable steps afterward. Now it's your turn. What 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 are your thoughts? Write down what your action steps are because a lot of it does become like uh, shelf help instead of self-help. <laughs> it just stays yes. on the shelf and it doesn't get open. Or if it does, there's a little bit of dust on there. But I always feel that when you take that action, that's when you're, you'll see the results. You just have to just do the work. <laughs> and so I'm happy that you have that included in there. Now, why do you think people just leave it on the shelf? They get all inspired and everything, but what are you, what is your opinion on that? Because, well, let's take an example. There was a book I was doing my research before I wrote this book. And there was one book that said, in order to make everything work, you had to get up an hour early and do yoga every morning and avoid food with leptin. I'm sorry, if you're a single mom with two kids and two jobs in Milwaukee, you are not gonna do that. So. This book doesn't require you to do anything, but look at your own life. You, there's no timing. There's no equipment you have to buy. It's only basically having a conversation with yourself and saying, do I still believe this or not? Do I want to change it or not? And there are no wrong answers because they're your answers. That's right. They are answers. Now, and you also talk about the importance of self-knowledge for healing. How does this one begin, this journey of self-discovery? The first thing that I recommend is don't be afraid of it. Please do not think that everything you've done is wrong because my kidlets, we are all flawed humans. We are. 
you know, when I do my intuitive work, I remind people, even the best of us human intuitives, we're only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing phone readings or having a booth at a psychic fair this week. So cut yourself some slack. You can learn from birth to the moment of death. You can't flunk life. Your soul is not going to look at you and say, you screwed up when you were down there. Everything works. The example I give is looking at your pre-birth plan and free will, like college and courses. If you go to college, you say, I'm going to be a physics major. That's your pre-birth plan. That's what your soul wants to learn while it's down here. You are going to learn it, but you can either choose gut courses or double major plus lab. When I came down, um, my job in this lifetime was to learn to value being in a female body, learning that we are worth more than sex. And because of my mother and my very difficult relationship, something happened when I was 16 that I could have gone in two directions. I chose the one that said, I believe that I'm worthless. And that gave me double major plus lab. That's one of the things that triggered my three bouts of breast cancer. But here I am at 68, almost 69, 20 years clean, a husband I love. We've been together for 23 years. Third time was charm. Um, a career I adore. I am making a difference in thousands of lives. So if it took double major plus lab to get me here, I didn't make a mistake. I just took the scenic route to there. That's all. Right. Yes. And all of these challenges that there are learning experiences or there are ways that we can grow and just become a better person and learn. And I yes. feel like with my kids now, because I had to, I mean, I can, I'm completely transformed the way I used to be. I don't even, that's like my past life. I'm like, I don't, that's, who knows? I don't even know that Gina anymore, but I'm teaching my kids a lot about their own spirit and how much magical they are. Cause because they're children. First off, they use their imagination so much more than adults do. And they're just, just bundles of joy. And I love my children so much. They're so cute. And so, and they're starting to see that, Hey, mom has gone through this struggle here and she's overcome it. I can overcome little challenges that come about at school or wherever, you know, and they can, they can definitely do it and get through things. Yeah. Now, um, I like what you say about thinking like a Martian. Can you go ahead and um, talk a little bit how that applies to personal growth? Sure. Um, thinking like a Martian is not judging a situation. So let's say that you and I were sitting together and I saw water coming out of your eyes. I might immediately go, Gina, why are you crying? A Martian who comes down, he's never been on earth before, gets out of his little spaceship, toddles over to you and with great interest says, why is there water coming from your eyes? And the Martian <laughs> could get a better answer because maybe your contact lenses are bugging you or maybe you have allergies or maybe there's an emotional basis. And the story that I always use to show why that's so valuable, there was a man who was married, had a daughter. He was in a terrible accident and his face kind of looked like spin art. It worked, but they couldn't put it together well. And so he walked around constantly thinking that people thought he was so ugly. He kind of hid himself all the time, but he was still married with a child. Well, 
um, one night he was putting his daughter to bed and she grabs his face and smushes it next to hers and says, this would be a great picture, but it would be better if mommy's face were in the picture. Before he would have thought, even my daughter thinks I'm hideous, but he had learned to think like a Martian. So he asked her, why would it be a better picture if mommy's face were in the picture? And his daughter just looked at him and goes, because mommy can't hold the camera still and you take good pictures right there because he knew not to self-judge, but to ask the question. He avoided years of trauma thinking, even my daughter thinks I'm hideous. And he realized she just still sees daddy. So that's why when we do not immediately adjudge a situation, we open up so many possibilities. It's, it's also called living the examined life. Um, when I got my third bout of breast cancer, I had only been married for a year and a half. And the doctors told me, we're taking the rack, we're taking the ovaries, and you're going from this Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects and permanent internal damage in three weeks, suck it up. Did I go home and cry? Yeah, I'm normal. But I knew I had to find three reasons to get okay with it. So I said, okay, number one, you don't have them, you can't get cancer there. Number two, the top half is not gonna be slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman listening knows exactly what I'm talking about with mammograms. And third, implants, I'll be perky till I'm 93, okay. Got out of Mass General in three days, shopped for a bathing suit and five after a six hour operation. Wow. A lot of it is this, and a lot of it is the core of the examined life is, this is happening and it's awful and I don't want it to happen, but I can't avoid it. Number one, what can I learn from this? Number two, because I'm me, how can I teach with it? And then next. So many women get stuck in their old stories. I have had women come up to me and they had uh, colon cancer 15 years ago. And it's, hi, I'm Mary Sue and I'm a colon cancer survivor. Well, who are you now? And the examine I, example I always use is funny. This is an article from 1973 in my local paper. Senior in high school, I was the Betty Crocker homemaker for Tamara from New Jersey. I'm not that person okay. now, so I don't talk about her. And that's the way people need to look at these traumatic situations, not deny they happened, but who are you now? What gifts did they bring, even if you didn't think there were any gifts at all, okay? That's when life always moves forward. That's when you truly can clean out your life closet, not tripping over the stuff in the bottom of the closet that you should really be done with. Right, right. Yes. So. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So- in your book, it emphasizes four keys to self-knowledge is clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. How do these four keys inter uh, interconnect? They're the things that we trip over. Um, this book came out in 17. Uh, in 2015, I said to my clients, give me a list of everything you'd like to look at next year. And there were 36 different things, but these four things are what people trip over all the time. With clarity, I tell you that there is a three-legged stool of clarity, getting clear on your purpose, getting clear in relationships and getting clear with spirit. For simplicity, it's life is a tiny house. What do you still have that like 
you know, the, the cancer diagnosis that you're still carrying. How do you get rid of stuff? You don't need everything you have. Um, with adaptability, it's why perfect isn't what you think it is. It is finding perfect in ridiculous situations and in stress. Look, we're all going to have stress. We just will. There is good stress and bad stress. And good stress is like when you're about to go on stage, when you're going in for that last interview and you know you're going to nail it, all those things. Bad stress is saying yes when you meant to say no, double thinking everything. Um, the examples I really like using are stress as mission creep and stress as the shot across the bow. Those are two different ways of stress hitting you. So... Yeah, I have this one uh, photo. It's a cartoon. You know, it's a it's a girl. She she's out in the rain, and one is like looking up in the sky, all happy, and then the other one's all pouting. Like <clears throat> it's really how you how you look at things, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I exactly. love that little like a little. It's a little meme. It's very cute. Yeah, especially simplicity, you know. And I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff and donated a lot of stuff because I'm like I don't need all these things. I'm all about an acts of service, and I'd rather just give then buy and get and I'm I don't even know the last time I actually went to an actual mall it's been a long time I like I guess online I always just get things online but yeah it's just keep it simple in the household it's it's, it's always nice that way now um cleaning out happiness it talks your book talks a little bit about that what do you mean by cleaning out happiness that's I've, I've never heard that before it's cleaning out what gets in the way of happiness. Ah. And the example that I use in there is uh, a birthday several years ago, where um, normally for my birthday, we would go out to dinner and it would be a lovely day. It would be date day with my husband. But I was sick. I was um, late on something that I was writing. And so it was not going to be the birthday I wanted. But I looked at it and I said, okay, I have to find six reasons why this is perfect. And they were things like, it taught me to be in the moment. It honed my attitude of gratitude. It helped me jump from one thing to the other. It gave me peace that I wouldn't have to go out and you know, try to have a good time when my head was like a rock with congestion and I couldn't breathe. So that's a matter of don't look at a situation and say, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Sometimes life isn't fair. Um, but you can look and find the good things. Now, this isn't one example a friend gave me. I do remember uh, I had come home from one of my several operations that was around the cancer. And we live very rurally. There had been a problem with our septic tank. And so it was dug up and I came home from the hospital in a house with no water. Couldn't shower, nothing. And a friend of mine who does, takes this to ridiculous extreme said, oh, well, you have no reason to be unhappy about it. After all, your house didn't burn yet. No, that's when people get forced into being happy. That's what I call the glurpy purple with angel stuff sometimes it is okay to be angry disappointed whatever but once you have acknowledged those feelings see how you can make the best of the challenge 
for me at that point, it's going to take about five days for the septic tank to be fixed again. I asked my hairdresser, can I come in two days out and at least get my hair washed? She said, of course. Um, I had a friend who has a B&B, went and showered there. There were ways around it, but it doesn't mean that I had to be chirpy about the fact that coming out of the hospital, my house didn't have water for five days. That's what makes new age stuff toxic for people. The idea they're not allowed to be upset. They always have to look at the happy stuff. That's when new age is pronounced new age, like mm. sewage, because it's not <laughs> helping you. Totally. Oh, that's so, you're so right on that. I notice, like, yeah, whenever there's a hiccup, I call them little hiccups. I'm like, you know what? What am I learning from this? What am I supposed to learn from this situation? What? And there, my, I've always been taught there's always a solution, no matter what, there's always a solution. And I always find there's, I always find a way somehow, you know, whether it be my spirit guides helping me, guardian angels or whomever, Mm -hmm. I'm getting help (laughs) somehow. And and everything always kind of just works out. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. So I always have to just say, hey, there's always a solution and no, just get through it. The only way out is through. So (laughs) One of my quotes that I always love saying all the time. Now, if yes, you're, so you're allowed to have a machete <laughs> to cut through, you don't have to. Yes, have right, right, totally, totally, yeah. Um, now, if someone were just to go ahead and open your book, uh, what is the one thing you would want them to go ahead and know or keep in mind? You can't get this book wrong, my darlings. This book is a gift to you to find your own life. And when you are in charge of your own changes, all possibilities are yours as well. That doesn't necessarily mean that if you were in an accident and you're now in a wheelchair, you're gonna get up from the wheelchair. You know, spiritual healing, no, that's not my gig. But it will help you find courage, find resilience, find the humor and be able to move on with your life. That is the most important thing. That's right. And humor. I love that. And were you a, a, a comedian? I'm funny. I have <laughs> done stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Psychics life is easy. But I have not been a comedian as a as as an actual career. Oh, it's like, oh, that's because I love the humor aspect. Because I'm always all about humor. Like, I gotta make it fun, you know. We're only here for a little bit of time. Might as well make it fun, whatever the circumstances. Always, we always it, like to make it fun in the household. And it helps because people are afraid of psychics. They are. Are you reading my head as I go by? Are you going to tell me awful information? They don't expect to sit down and laugh. They don't. When people laugh, their shielding lowers and the information can get in a little more easily. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that I make sure that there are a few giggles when you sit with me. Yes. Yeah. I'm learning more about um, psychic gifts and abilities and I've been experiencing different things and different shifts. And it's it's been an interesting journey with the whole spiritual awakening. I'm like, wow, this is pretty fun. <laughs> I love this. Don't worry. I, I mean, trust me, people, I have had my bad days where I'm just like, oh, I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and I'm crying. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. have to release all of that. And then I feel better afterwards because I released it. And I used to bottle things inside all the time. And it would just destroy any of my friendships or relationships that I had. Because I would just lash out if I was upset. Like, ah. <laughs> But I've just learned to communicate better and 
and just enjoy even the challenges that come at me. And I appreciate that's, that's the best way to handle it. Yeah. So, but is this book now, is there two other books that go with this book as well? They don't, they don't go with this book. Okay. Um, uh, this one is self-help. There are others in the pipeline eventually, but the other two are specifically psychic work. One of them is very niche. I mean, if you want to do what I do, it's a book that gives you everything I learned from being on the road for 18 years. That one's called You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie. But one of the things that I want people to understand, number one, yes, you can do what I do. I'm not special. But good psychic guidance is art. Don't settle for a forgery. About 18 years ago, I was doing a huge psychic fair in Toronto and there were 250 booths. And no matter how good the promoter is, they can't bet everybody. So I was across from a fake gypsy. The fake mm -hmm. gypsies, they know how to dress, they do the accent, the whole thing. So a woman was walking down the aisle, looking at all of us. And the gypsy comes out from her booth and grabs the woman by the arm. Now this is called hooking. And it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. But she said, oh, you no need to pay 50, 40, $30. I could reach your palm for 10. Come, drags the woman into the booth. 20 minutes later, a bunch of us see the client leaving crying hysterically. And we all rush over to see, was she all right? The fake gypsy had said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, you have dog. $50 every family member, 25 for dog. He's small. We fix. And convinced the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church. I bless real good, only one dollar candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks and she bought it. Goodness. That's why this. The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. It does not tell you how to be a psychic, but it tells you what we can do, what we can't, how to choose a good one, how to formulate your questions, when you shouldn't even go to a psychic because we're not going to be able to help you. And I don't care if you never come to me, if you buy this book and you read it, then no matter where you go, you will have a better sense of what we can do. And you will be in control in that you would never fall for something like that. You'd say, I want my money back and you would leave. So mm -hmm. in that sense, if you read it and you go have a good psychic experience with somebody I don't even know, all boats rise, you will respect all intuitives better mm -hmm. because- that's part of the problem. That's so awesome that you have a book like that. I've never even heard of a book like that. That's a great guidance. There is no other book out there like it. None. Oh, that's awesome that you created that. Heck, I should, I'm going to get your book because <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to learn more about, you know, like, hey, with my past lives and, you know, things like that. I'm like, oh, this is pretty interesting. I, I want to know more because I've never been. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. So is there, uh, how, how, where, where can they find your book? <laughs> what is your website as well for our listeners? Okay. Um, I, I joke and say they can't avoid me. I'm all over the place. My website is corbymitlai.com. And yes, you can order the books from there as well as on Amazon. If you go through Amazon, there's also Kindle. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook, Corby Mitlai of Fire Through Spirit. You can find me on Medium. And if you really want to work with me, learning on uh, a regular basis, you go find me on Patreon. Nice. And then finally, what would you say to somebody uh, who believes their life experience actually just don't align with the advice found in like the typical self-help books? 
um, I'd say get in line, take a number <laughs> because it just doesn't. And remember that self-help books are not you. Mm -hmm. If one chapter resonates in it, great. Take the one chapter, throw the rest away. The most important thing, you know who you are. You know what you want. And only you can make the decision what information is useful to you. Not some stranger you've never met. Not even me. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Corby, for joining me today. Is there any last thoughts or final words that you'd like to say? Yes. Remember, there are three questions to ask in any situations. Number one, what am I feeling about this? Number two, why am I feeling this way? Third, what do I think would happen if I stopped feeling this way? You can take any difficult negative situation and turn it around with those three questions. I love that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to re-listen to my podcast and write those down and have it right there, right, right in my mirror. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Corby. It's a pleasure having you on. It was great to be here. Thanks, Gina. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts. And it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to one 649 6196 Again, that's G-I-F-T at one 649 6196 With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.